looking to see what lies ahead. The old Romans used to tell the future by cutting animals open and examining their entrails. Due to some objections by anti-vivisectionists, we have to omit the butchering, but through the wonders of modern science, we are not denied a glimpse into the future. Besides, it's much more tidy this way. This is an x-ray of a goat, an animal which the ancients found to be full of strange portents. Hmm, it looks like rain. I can see this will also give one insight about the past. For example, I now know what happened to those car keys I lost last summer. As to the immediate future, either this x-ray plate wasn't properly developed or else we are in for a very dismal time of it for the next minute. Good evening. You're listening to the Horror Business Podcast. You're listening to Thomas. Uh, Shout out to... Mad Child, uh, he's got some one-man gang stuff going on right now. Uh, Yellow Wolf, Slamericans, Mafia, and uh, mad shout-out to everybody else. And again, everybody for the radio sponsors, I love it. Uh, KSPCA and Vintage Radio. And with that being said, um, I did a special last Veterans Day for the Grandfather's Spectacle. Uh, They had a special tribute issue through Submittable. I don't know if it was ever used or if anything ever came of it. But I figured I could do that for this evening. So with that being said... The crow left. Jimmy. I really know where he went when he came and he went. Somehow I just knew it was always him. It was still cold as it always was. I had to lock up the office. It was getting kind of late. saw what seemed to be two kids, usually benevolent. My curiosity got the best of me. Into the office, which (laughs) happened to be where I was going. It was strange. I sat down on the couch in front of the fireplace. There's a pair of spectacles I had never seen. I decided to use them. Put them on. There's laughing and shouting. Music from a phonograph. Hey, Charlie, you want to turn that down? I think that's pop. One of the other kids ran to turn off the phonograph. There was a truck pulling up the drive. 
looked like an old mechanic shop. Even had the pop top on the porch with the drop. So many bottle caps, I, some of them I had never even seen before. Porch had a wraparound with a few rocking chairs and a tin roof. The shade slammed behind him. Hey, what's up, Pop? He set his spectacles down along with a six-pack on the end table. The bigger chair in the living room was always his, even though it was my favorite. I went and I threw him in the fridge. One of the kids wasn't too long behind me, and the phone rang. Carl, it's for Pop, one of the kids yelled. Even though she wasn't my wife anymore, occasionally if she ever needed anything, I had to be there for her. I could not be. Even though she's the one who left us, it was, it was sad. But they still had me and my Pop to look up to, so I guess I had to be better. I picked up the receiver in the kitchen, told the kids to scram. I guess there's just something she needed. Didn't suppose I'd be very long. Told him to keep an eye on Pop while I was gone. Because after the war, he'd occasionally nod out and he'd wake up in a spell. Sort of a whiz-bang, you might say. I remember he was there one night with me alone. <laughs> I had to fix some holes in the roof, but it's a different story for another day. I told him to keep a good eye on him. If he got a little wire, he just calmed down with some alcohol I kept in the cupboard. Tell him he was here. Tell him he was all right. I had to run to go check on mom. They were pretty distraught about it. Didn't know why I even bothered or wasted my time. But I told them if they were ever in the same, just better to be the better man about it. The screen door slammed behind me and jumped in my dad's old truck and I had to make a stop at the store along my way. Something there. Uh, in regards to influenza. The shades began to fog and I, I couldn't see. I was on the couch, that big chair. The kids ran off around the corner and went in the room pretty good doing as they asked. I wasn't the same when I was a youngster. Probably picking on an old man, honestly. Got up when I grabbed a six. What well, I had a six from the fridge. Sat back down, figured I'd wait for my kid.
poked my head around the corner to check on my nephews. They were all right. Sat back down. I set up my spectacles on the desk. I sort of drifted away. Pendulum was swinging from the clock in the hall. The ticking was louder than the silence. It was night. Hey, Carl. Yeah? You go, we should. Check out Pops' old man. Ah, Pop just says leave him alone unless he stirs, you know it. Reckon we probably get into trouble anyhow. Especially after it deals with Ma, you don't want to make him mad. No, actually we take good care of him. Reckon we can check on him, see if he has a beer. Left the room, went and checked on him. Fast asleep. I don't even touch his beer. Boss says he's been stressed out again. You know how he gets his bad heart, though. Yeah, tired. Hey, check it out. He never takes his glasses off. Carl, get your hands away from him. Put them on anyway. He should put them on. Makes everything look all funny, doesn't it? Oh, give me them. No, you don't want to break them. Wow, everything does look funny. Me and my little brother sat back on the couch. Mortar fire raged. Some trees were on fire. Some shouts and some men were running through some foxholes. There's blood everywhere. Next round of mortars sent two bodies flying. Entrails slapped my brother in the face. The shot whizzed past, nicked off his helmet. The last sound I heard was a grenade. We were behind a low stone wall, taking shots from a hill. Something seemed cemented in the trees. <laughs> 20 clicks south, 20 clicks west. I'd say maybe about 45, 45, 45 feet. 
and then some. Looks like there's only one way around. Nazi troops are coming from the west. Another grenade blew two bodies more in front of us. We had to find a way up that fucking hill. We're down to 20 men now. I didn't know how the hell we were gonna do it. Shots roared past her. A few of the men from the trail ahead were coming down. They dropped. Didn't know what was going on. Our radio guy had died. Grenade blowed us to bits. It wasn't even worth it. Snipers said their whole platoon got blew up from a mortar round. And it was the last thing we heard on the radio. Best we could have had for the trees. We decided to make for it anyway. I remember my machine gun fire, 20 feet ahead. The cement. I remember a bullet hole through a Nazi skull, sending brain matter all over the machine gun. KCTNT was right behind it. We blew it. The whole hill was on fire now. The blood ran cold with the river. Me and my little brother were washing our face. Thought it was a grenade. The screen door slammed. We set the spectacles on the desks fast as we could. Damn it. The blood began to pool at the bottom of the sink. I must have nicked myself shaving again. I hated when I did that. The morning was cold. Johnny Cash was out with Richard beyond the trees. Darby was passed out with a bottle in my kitchen. The little bowl that I had was from an old cowboy. A picture of water. There's no use now. Did what I could to patch it. Lit a cigarette. Filed the last bit of paperwork from the typewriter.
What's the name? Must not have been any tags. I wasn't sure. Filed them under V. Drink the last bit of my coffee and put the rest in the service. It rained hard that evening. Jumped in the old truck behind the church and decided to rake the roads to the cemetery. I saw the kids running off to the yard. Looks like they were headed toward Johnny or Richard. Better company if I ever do it here, I suppose. Golden leaves were still falling from the trees. That's it for this evening's Horror Business Podcast. Have a good evening.